Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Beatty of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. But first, let's talk with Neil. Neil Atkinson of Saracen. Man, every day, Neil, I look at the board, 16, count them. 16 days until the start of Arkansas Razorback football. Who's counting anything around here? I mean, (laughs) you know, I tell people all the time, here in the South, we have two seasons, football season and waiting on football season. Yeah. The the waiting on football season is really about, just about over for the real stuff anyway. So, uh, got a little preseason tonight on the TV. Got the Browns versus uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles are minus three and a half. Uh, whoever picks the winner of that game, God bless you. You're better you're better than I am because that one to me is a coin toss. But, uh, hey, that's why they play the games. And uh, uh, you can have a little fun and put a little wager on it. Just remember flash bets and most of the player props will not be active for exhibition-type games. So that's what we've got going. And, of course, baseball's hot, man. We're, we're, uh, a couple of players are wearing us out on baseball. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you the teams that they're betting on because I don't want everybody else betting them on. But uh, if you take the three worst teams in Major League Baseball, uh, you've been betting those this week. You've been doing very, very well. I am guessing, Neil, that flash bets has to be one of the hottest things going right now. Shall we call it mobile betting? Is however you want to label it, but I got to believe that's got to be the hottest ticket going right now. Uh, micro bet—it's it, called in micro the news betting. and all that micro Ooh. betting. Yeah, that's what they call it, micro betting. That's the—that's the term. And so we we called it something different, flash betting, because you know you just bet in a flash. We know what that means. People don't know what micro betting means. So um, yeah, it is really taking it by storm because the main reason is that that is. It is full engagement of the sports better with the game. And instead of them having to sit there and wait for an outcome, um, they can bet, you know, small amounts, big amounts, whatever's within their budget, and, and be engaged in just about any game uh, that they want to be, whether it's baseball, football, and, of course, basketball. Basketball is kind of tough because of how fast it is. There's still a lot of engagement. And that's why it is so popular. And, and, and people watch sports for a reason, because they enjoy it and it's entertaining. And the micro betting just does, adds an extra layer to that if you like to bet on Oh, how day. cool. I learned a new term today, micro betting. All right, Neil. That is Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen, BetSaracen.com. Better yet, go get the app. Thank you, Neil. And let's do this. I don't have one that I'll get to play in another moment. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey guys. I must tell you, we have a new edition, actually it will be on Monday, but today... 
fresh off of a trip to Dallas. He is a working man. The Tyler Wilson will be joining us each and every Monday. Well, we're getting warmed hey. up here, uh, there you go. Randy. I'm, I'm in studio. First time. we got a Marilyn Monroe picture up here. we got a, a, ten, a 10 days. They'll kick off behind me for oh, Arkansas 60, football. 60. Oh, Somebody can't well, write very well. well I, yeah, and, I'm, and I guess I can't do math well. I should know that, right? But uh, this is great being here. Trey, I'm glad you're on with us. Yeah, good to be on with you, Tyler. Feels like yesterday I was covering you. <laughs> It, it, time, long. time flies, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, when you use the word cover, I'm thinking, well, I don't think, Trey, Tyler was running pass patterns, and I don't think you were playing in coverage, defensive <laughs> coverage, but I understand what you're yeah, saying. That's our yeah. term of saying, oh, we cover him. All right, Trey, what <laughs> what happened today? It was, what, number 11? Is that uh, right? Uh, 12 today. 12. 12. 12 today, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they got, I think, 14 total practices. Uh, of of camp and well i mean it's hard to say anything too dramatically new happened randy uh the, i think the good news was poo paul was back out there you know he wasn't didn't look like he was quite 100 percent. i don't know if he's going to scrimmage on saturday or not but it was good to see him back out there um still no devon manual so i, I think probably probably not going to see him saturday i guess unless he could go friday then maybe maybe we'll see him out there uh as far as Things that jumped out today, you know, I will say Jalen Lewis continues just to kind of show up here and there. We, we just keep seeing Jalen Lewis pop up here and there. And that was a guy that, you know, I've said a few times here recently, I, you know, I don't think he's one of the five best defensive backs that they have out there, but I think he's an up-and-comer. Um, so uh, it's good to see him because they don't have a whole lot of depth at the hog spot, with their, the nickel spot, what they're calling hog, uh, behind Snacks Johnson. So good to see him kind of coming along. You know, talking with Dan Enos afterwards, you don't hear a lot of, like, this is what I've kind of noticed with with the coaches here lately. You don't hear a lot of well, we got it. You know, when we once we get the timing down, once we get this together, they're just the way they talk about this team, the wide receivers, the defensive line to a man. I mean, they seem pretty confident. I mean, you you learn over the years how to judge, you know, coach coach speak and you know how players are. You know, kind of coach to also talk to the media, but you you just get a different vibe from how they talk about this team, uh, you know, just kind of reading between the lines and stuff. And it was good to talk to Dan Enos because we hadn't talked to him since – I don't think we talked to him in the spring. Uh, I think it's been since he was he was hired. Uh, but, you know, kind of good to throw some things back from back in 2015, 16, 17 when he was here before and, uh, you know, just talked to him. about One of the questions I asked him was about, you know, him and Ryan Pulley used to constantly talk trash to each other. And I didn't know if that was something that he liked to do or if it was a pulley thing. It turns out it was a pulley thing, and they just kind of just kept going at it. But there was always something when he was hired. A lot of the players from around that era was like, you know, the trash talking between Dan Enos and Ryan Pulley was pretty legendary. But apparently that was just kind of an isolated thing between those two. Uh, but, you know, I asked him that. Dan's a pretty serious guy when he gets up at the podium sometimes, and I think that kind of loosened him up a little bit. And he uh, he gave us a lot of good stuff, I thought, just about, you know, where they feel about the guys that they have, the you know, the offensive line. And, again, I, I think it's I think it's interesting when you're talking to these coaches and they always mention the defensive line, and that's something that has jumped out to me. I, I've, ta- I've talked about it before, nine seniors on the defensive line. I feel like they could go three deep, and that's not even really counting Ian Giffard, who I think before it's said and done, he'll he'll have a say in, in things. He's just so big. Uh, but uh, that's certainly encouraging. You know, we talk about all the things on defense, you know, how's the secondary going to be, linebackers and such. But, man, when you've got a defensive line, it, it really makes things a lot easier on the defense. You know, Trey, I'm a quarterback guy. I'm sitting here just itching to ask you a quarterback question. KJ, I mean, that's you don't have to go far to be an Arkansas fan and, and, and respect what he's done in his time here. But, yeah. you know, you, you, a lot of that has been in a no-huddle system. It's been in a fast-paced system. You look at him, and, he, you know, he's a great option guy in reading, and, and he's a great runner. And then you mm-hmm. go Dan Enos. Uh, yeah. You know, I you think back to what he did with Brandon Allen and Austin Allen and had a lot of success with them, but very different players. Slows it down, get in the huddle. And you don't want to pigeonhole KJ as, a, as, as what type of player is he, but is he, you know, it, how how does he maneuver, how does he play in this system, and does he know, you know style affect the, the way and how we've seen KJ play? 
Well, he seems really pleased with him so far. And just from what I see, I think he's throwing the ball well. I think, uh, you know, from Dan with, you know, him being, you know, Dan coached seven NFL quarterbacks that were, you know, playing last year in the NFL. So he's got he's got a pretty nice pedigree. I think some of the technical aspects of things he can help KJ with. You know, Tyler, something I think is interesting, you know, when you were a freshman, do you remember, it, it was, I felt like it was kind of difficult for you at first taking snaps under center. I feel like that was something that you had to, you know, kind of adjust to coming from high school. Am I right in that? Well, why do I ask the question? I ask the question because I'm going, oh my gosh, well, how would it affect me? And, yeah. And you know, I said this at the at the countdown to kickoff the other night, uh, Randy. I, I said, you know, one of my biggest concerns, uh, and, and I had to play different than Ryan Mallett did mm-hmm. because I needed mm-hmm. to play fast to, to be comfortable in the system. And if I wasn't playing in that system, you know, I, I felt really uncomfortable slowing things down. And, uh, you know, rhythm is a real thing with quarterbacks. You get in a rhythm, and when, you, when you're not playing fast, sometimes you don't have that rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, Petrino used to say, I remember one time at the press conference, I think maybe right before you'd start your, you know, your junior year, he said, uh, you know, I'm getting on to Tyler about this and this choice and this decision he made, and then we go back and look at the numbers, and he's 28 to 30 <laughs> you know, in practice. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you on on uh, on what worked for you best. Absolutely, I thought what was interesting that Dan said today about taking snaps under center and how he kind of feels like you do a disservice to quarterbacks by starting them off in the shotgun. He thinks it should be the other way. You work you work on taking snaps under center, center that gets your, your balance, your rhythm, timing, all of those things, and then you go from there and work the shotgun. And he thinks it's really important, you know, even if you're not an offense that, that takes snaps under center a lot, in the offseason to do that, to work on that, and also, you know, how it can prepare you for the next level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that they've worked on with KJ. Not that they're going to be under center a whole lot with him, but they will do it some. There's some things that they do offensively that, that work better like that. But from what he's saying about KJ right now is that he's – it sounds like he's just kind of got it down, down pat. And he's certainly very experienced. Obviously, it's a different offense. When you go from those up-tempo spread to, you know, more of the pro-style attack, which, you know, we think of pro-style as an eye formation, you know, back in the day. But now I thought he made a good point about, you know, you look at the – I think it was uh, actually Cody Kennedy who said that, but you look at uh, you know the Super Bowl with the uh, with the Chiefs and the and the Eagles. That's a pro style offense, and that's kind of what Arkansas wants to do. So uh, they will take snaps under center, but not not that much. But I thought it was interesting how he talked about the timing of everything and and balance and and all of that stuff um, from operating under center, and and kind of how he feels like young quarterbacks are are done a bit of, of a disservice from that standpoint. Let's, uh, J.W.'s been holding. Trey's got a question for you. J.W., good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey Biddy? I do, but I don't know if he'll be able to answer it, but I can give it a shot. Uh, my question is, I have a two questions. First question is about, um, I don't know how much practice you're able to see or what kind of schemes and stuff at, at position at times. Like, we struggled very, very bad in the red zone last year. Yes. Um, do you get to see a lot of the ends? Like, do we look better? Can you gauge anything? Do we look more sound? I mean, mm-hmm. how, I just don't know how you gauge from regular practice and game, but do we look any better around the red zone? I mean, is there any issues with that? Because that that was our hang-up last year. And my it second was. question is, is, my second question is, and I'll hang up at this because I have to look to you on the app. So I'm a coach, too, here at Batesville, and i got to coach Saturday So for Little League. I'm not able to be here when the game starts because we start our game. Okay, I know it's going to be on the SEC Plus, whatever. I've never watched anything on that, never had to. But do, do they replay that after, or is that like a one-time thing, or can you record it? If you have the, if you have the SEC Network app, it will be on there afterwards. Okay, so they'll replay. You won't it. be able you won't be able to record it, but they will they will put it up. Okay, all right, guys, thank you. Yeah, you you will be able to to access that. As far as what we are able to see in practice, we get about I think today we probably had about thirty four thirty five minutes worth of practice. So uh, you know they usually go about two hours. So we don't get to see all of the stuff, not not close to it, but probably average about thirty minutes a day. 
uh, for practice. The, as far as live tackling and things, the most the most physical stuff that I've witnessed so far is just the thud up periods, just thud up, and they do two on two slot cover, you know, half line stuff, where they're just working one side of the field, and they do red zone, low red zone, uh, with that stuff. They do it from you know sixty yards out. Uh, so the problems for me, and I think everybody saw, it wasn't you know so much just the the passing game as you know, it's fourth and one. You've got one of the best lines in the SEC and a 245-pound quarterback and a 230-pound running back, and you can't get it. And it happened time and time again. So those are the things that I'm not able to see. I always, in fall camp, just try to focus kind of on individuals, see, you know, how a guy looks individually going through his drills and things like that, see if I like the player. Um, but as far as, like, going team, lining up at the goal line, the offensive line versus the defensive line, and, you know, hey, it's got to have it. Yeah, they don't, they don't let us see that. Let's talk with Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. And, Tyler, welcome to the show. Uh, you'll get used to some of us. We're an eclectic uh, bunch of callers, so I hope you're ready <laughs> an, for it. An acquired taste, yes. <laughs> eclectic, yeah. that's a good word. So, yeah, Trey... You talked about the coach speak and watching the defense. Is it is it coach speak? And then we talk about wins and losses. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you seeing? You know, for this defense. At wins, worst, I, at worst, wins. I think this is a. At worst, I think this is an average SEC team. At worst, and it's again, I keep saying this. It's so difficult now because you're able to bring in, like Arkansas did, 18 transfers, 17 now with with Brathwaite being gone. So 17 transfers that you just plug. I mean, every single one of those guys are going to play a major role. But, again, Auburn brought in 22 transfers. Ole Miss brought in 27 transfers. LSU brought in 14 transfers. How are those guys fitting into their systems? Did they bring in the right fits? It's just such an unknown now because of – how able you you know you're you don't have a redshirt freshman stepping into a role it's rare to have a freshman you know it, you might have a like a couple of freshmen on this team that are you know going to play a significant impact versus you know seven eight nine like you would have in a lot of years so the landscape has just changed right. so dramatically i can just i just know that i look at this team and think wow nine senior defensive linemen three deep I think they've got a quality set of linebackers. I don't know if it's a great group of linebackers, but I think it's a good group. I think the secondary is, without a doubt, going to be better than they were last year. They just they just are. Please. I think that, yeah, please. The defensive uh, coach comes out and says, we got dudes on that side of the ball. Oh, he's right. Guys, have a good one. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Good to be here. Yeah, So, but, I mean, overall, I can say, in my opinion, I think, at worst, I think I feel like they got an average SEC team. At worst, so if they're average SEC team, they should win their four non-conference games, and they should go four and four in conference. And then it's just a matter of, you know, how the ball bounces. If you if you get five or more, you know, you got to have a little luck in this game. I mean, Tyler, you know that as much as anybody. You got to be lucky here and there. To I mean, just about everybody who ever won a national championship had something happen along the way that they had to have happen to get there. And I'm not saying Arkansas can win a national championship, but to have what we would consider a quality season at Arkansas, they're going to have to have a bounce go the right way. Last year, they really struggled to get those. A lot of it's because of what we talked about earlier, problems in the goal line, problems in short yardage. Again, four losses last year by a total of nine points. Those are kicks. And it's some of that's decisions that you make. Do we go for it here? Do we kick it? You know, all those kinds of things play in. It's just such a razor-thin margin. And, you know, again, if you – those four games that they lost, if they split those games like they did the year before, it's a nine-win team. Well, depending on who they played in the bowl game. But if they won the bowl game, it's a nine-win team. And ranked in the top 25, and everybody's feeling, hey, good, back-to-back nine-win seasons. They're preseason top 25 again this year. It's just just a few things here and there. Well, we will never know. Just a matter of inches what the season would have been had that field goal attempt by Cam Little yeah, not A&M. hit yeah. the crossbar. Because that yeah. would have been, what, 3-0? and The upright. The top of the upright. The upright. Yeah. You know, Randy, yeah. one of my biggest things when you're, when you're breaking down a season, you break it into four quarters, just like a game. Sure. And, you know... You, 
Arkansas definitely has a chance to start 3-0, and and then you get into the gauntlet. Right. But, you know, how big, Trey, I mean, just while you're on here, BYU, the third game of the season, is not a give-me. I mean, that's a, that's, I mean, I know we played them at BYU last year. We mm-hmm. played them tough. But that's, that's going to be a tough football game, and I, really one of the first home games that I think you'll see a, a big crowd at, and it'll yeah. feel like an SEC environment. But, you know, I think that game just personally sets the tone for this entire season. But, uh, you know, Trey, do, do you get any sense just being around the team, the locker room, when you get, a, when you get the schedule, what's, what's the one that the coaching staff has on their radar? We, we, this is going to set the tone for the season. Well, I think LSU. I mean, now I don't. I'm not saying they're jumping over games and stuff like that, but you know, I know that there's been just from sources a lot of people talking about how big that LSU game is uh, on the road, opening an SEC place, kicking off a four game, basically a four game road stretch if you count the Dallas game. You know, where you're the home team. So that stretch of games right there, BYU is interesting because. You know, Arkansas went up there and whipped them pretty good last year. They've got a new quarterback, Caden Slovis, who used to be at USC, was at Pitt last year, uh, but was a starter at USC. Um, they've they've done some work in the transfer portal also. Um, you know, with skill players, linemen, all kinds of things. So they've done a lot of work. But you know, I always think that you know Arkansas went up there in their backyard and put it on them. Well, what's Arkansas's mindset going to be? Are they going to have the right focus and mindset? And there's a lot of new players on this team, so that would probably help. But, you know, is it going to be, you know, we can go through the motions and, and take care of this team versus BYU wanting to enact a little bit of revenge? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Arkansas has a better team than they do last year. But it, I think it's possible that BYU has a better team too. Got to ask this real quick before you go, Trey. Both, B-O-T-H, he is one of Brooks both, yeah, number forty-three. Is he a walk-on? Yes, okay. he's a walk-on linebacker. Okay, very good. Thank you, Trey. We will uh, talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia. Presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. The new lotto game from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is creating new traditions for our players, like Margaret from Conway. I always play 2004, 20, and 4. That's Mr. Biscuit's adoption year. When we win, I'm going to give him the life he always dreamed of. Isn't that right, Mr. Biscuit? Your numbers, your game. Play Lotto every Wednesday and Saturday for your chance to match six and get rich. Only two bucks per play. Call or text 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. The biggest grand opening sale in Robert Irwin Jewelers company history is going on August 24th through the 26th. Save up to 50% off, plus get 0% interest for up to 60 months. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices at the Robert Irwin Jewelers grand opening sale. Pleasant Ridge Town Center in Little Rock. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Waiting is no fun. 
Like when you're hungry, waiting for the microwave. Waiting for the light to turn green when you're running late. Come on, come on, come on. Or waiting for your notoriously unpunctual friend to arrive at the bar, even though she just texted you five minutes away. Sure you are. At the payroll company, we know waiting stinks, which is why we pride ourselves on fast replies to our clients, doing payroll right and on time each month, and answering questions quickly and efficiently. The Payroll Company. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Your Arkansas travelers have a new home. Hear every pitch, every crack of the bat on 106.7 Buzz 2. For the full calendar, go to Travs.com. It's the greatest game on dirt, and you can hear it at 106.7 Buzz 2. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. This is one of those moments that you celebrate and you stand up and cheer. And then with Tyler now in the mix here on Drive Time Sports, the pirate thinks he needs to take Tyler for a celebration dinner at the Riverfront Steakhouse. Now, I'm not going to tell him how much I'm going to spend on him. I don't even think that I spent hundreds on him. Because when Tyler gets not one, he'll probably make a couple of trips through the Riverfront Salad Bar for two. And that is the largest salad bar in North America with over 30 items that include baby shrimp, iceberg, and romaine lettuce, spinach, pastas. (laughs) Then I'm going to make it look like I'm a real big spinner. This is where Chris Turnish takes all of his clients. Uh, when he wants to close the deal. Uh, a filet, a 10-ounce filet, and I'm going to have it cooked to perfection. And if Tyler doesn't like the way I have mine cooked, then I'll have the chef, they cook it just exactly the way that you want it. Plus, and I'll double up as I always do, there won't be four, there will be eight of the famous Frank Fletcher fried shrimp. And think again from the wrist to the fingertip. That's how big those boogers are. And then Tyler will get to choose from hibachi fried rice with chicken, baked potato, onion rings, mashed potatoes, fresh spinach supreme, french fries, zucchini, and then the wild mushrooms. And by the way, the baked potato is about the size of an NFL football. Just just so you have a clue. I'm a ribeye guy, but... You know, lately I've had to, you know, I'm being told to hang out on the salad bar. So, you know, you like the fillets. I know, I know. But how do you like it cooked, by the way? You medium Uh, medium rare? I've been been going medium, but I'm going medium rare. Yeah. And and they've got got this pepper type seasoning they put on the top of it, and it sets in butter. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, dinner for two, $60. I didn't say that. I want him to think I spent big bucks. That is the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Dinner for two for $60. As for William R. Shapur, tell him I sent you, and it is the Wyndham Hotel, and you will be so happy you did that. All right, uh, joined again by Rick Schaefer. I get an intro for Tyler when we get a... By the way, if you want to sponsor Tyler, call our sales department and uh, say, I want to be the sponsor of... Tyler Wilson. They'll be on. lining up. They'll be lining up. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And Randy, Randy, if I need to sell my own spot, I, I could. I could do that. I mean, I, <laughs> I'll just, you know, if if we can't if we can't find any takers, about I might have to buy my own spot in my company. Yeah. Oh, just, you'll you'll find the yeah. spot. Hey, uh, Randy, Tyler's a former quarterback. He doesn't make two trips to anything, does he? I mean, quarterbacks are lean, right? Yeah, he's still looking good. He looks like yeah. he could still play. 
Okay. Yeah, yep. you know, but but playing weight is is beyond us at this point, Randy. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's only a memory. It's only memory. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get back there though. In the days of summer, I said, you know, this summer we're gonna take our shirt off the lake, and I'm gonna you know give one of those big flex pictures and say, you know, back to playing weight. We we hadn't got there yet, and the, and the summer is ticking down. So, well, you can't blame it on the yeah. water. You know, it's, it's it's the water's good and warm. Joined by our NFL agent and guru. That is Chris Turnage. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? How are y'all? Man, I, I I get pumped every time I look at the schedule and I say, okay, I know it's exhibition play, but it's still football. I am so glad it it is back. We're watching games. Even Jonathan Taylor can't make up his mind whether or not he wants to stay and practice at Indy or whether Zeke has now found a new home and a new hairdo in New England, and Cook looks like he's got a new home in New York City with the Jets. But, man, it's football, Chris. It is. It is. I've actually been uh, here in New York the last couple days watching uh, some Jet scrimmages uh, with Tampa and uh, practices. And, uh, yeah, the buzz around there is definitely Dalvin Cook. Um, You know, how deep their running back room is going to be. you got, obviously, Brees Hall coming back, who is an absolute stud, and he got – off of uh, the pup list, I believe, two days ago and was out in practice uh, yesterday and today. And then they drafted, you know, a Banaconda um, from Pittsburgh, and they've got um, Zonovan Knight from last year. Um, and you throw in Troy Dye from USC. I mean, it is now a absolute loaded uh, running back room, and so that's uh, Aaron Rodgers likes all the weapons he can get. He's, he's very happy. Now, is the offensive line that bad for the Jets that they can't protect Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's all I keep reading. Line can't protect Rodgers. Line can't protect Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'll, I'll say this: the Jets D line is really, really good. Um, it might be one of the best, uh, at least best two or three D lines in the NFL. Um, the, the Jets offensive line definitely did struggle. There was an issue, I think, two days ago, and might have read about it, but um, they kind of broke through and ended up hitting Aaron Rodgers a little bit, and he went down. Um, as you can imagine. Uh, Randy Aaron was not happy about that. He was Woo! letting the offensive line know about it a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, their offensive line did did not look great, uh, but their defensive line looked really good. So I don't know if it's more of a factor of, of that or a factor that uh, the offensive line is, is struggling. So they get, they get Delvin Cook. <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott signs with the Patriots. Why did it take so long for those guys to find a home and can each of them help their team coming in this late? You know, Rick, uh, some of that is intentional by vets. Um, sometimes they don't like being there at the beginning of camp anyways and having ah. to go through all that. So sometimes yeah. uh, a team might have an offer out, and the vet takes another week or two to make that decision so that he can he can miss some of those early, uh, early camp uh, issues and have to go through some of that stuff. So a lot of times, I'd, I'd say, you know, 7 out of 10, it's the uh, it's, uh, – veterans choice on that when they're signing this late um but i do think there was some concern about dalvin cook his injury um you know jets and miami were kind of the final two teams that were fighting for him and and so i do think there might have been some legitimate situation where he was trying to decide to what the best scenario was for him and they were making sure that his injuries checked out um but to answer the second part i absolutely think yeah both of these guys think can help their veterans they know what to do they should be able to adjust fairly quickly you know when they come in and learn from the playbook um, I mean, what's interesting is, you know, in New England, you've got Ramondre Stevenson, who's going to be the starter. Um, they're going to kind of rely on Ezekiel as, as you know, the, the second second back to come in, punch it in between the tackles, short yardage, those kind of things. And so, uh, but, you know, Stevenson will be their bell cow. And then, you know, in with the Jets, I, I've heard while I've been here that they're probably going to look to Dalvin early just because Brees Hall's coming off that injury, but then set it to where Brees can kind of take over more of the carries in the middle of the season. So, yeah, I think I think both of them will help. I think you'll see both of them uh, do some good things. I think probably um, you're going to see the Jets have a little bit more help with Dalvin and the Patriots with Zeke, but I do think both of them will help. Okay, now I usually have a bunch of questions. I just have one more so Tyler and, and <laughs> Randy can ask all the questions. I asked this last week about Anthony Richardson, who you know, was a flop at Florida despite his talent, and last week he started their first exhibition game. The Colts have already said he is their starter. How did they come to that conclusion so quickly, and what has he done to earn that? 
Well, you know, I think it's one of those things, and the Colts as a team have a history. You look at Peyton Manning, they threw him in as a rookie, and he led the league in interceptions that year. Um, and that, even though it's obviously different um, general manager, different coach, still the same owner, Jim Irsay. So I think that's kind of the Colts' MO is, hey, we're going to throw the young guy in, and Peyton Manning turned out okay, um, you know, after that. And so I think it's kind of a thought process of, hey, we know this is our quarterback of the future. He's a top five overall pick. Let's just go ahead and do it, and we're going to take our lumps. We know there's going to be growing pain, um, but let's just go ahead and uh, and do it and go from there. So I think that's kind of the philosophy. And I don't know if you saw, you know, Rick, Anthony, Richardson actually said, oh, I was really surprised by that. <laughs> I've seen that yeah. all the things to start already. Yeah. And, uh, but, again, I think that's just kind of the cold philosophy. Hey, let's let the young guy take his lump. And, you know, there's so much athleticism there that he's going to be able to make up for some of those lumps uh, because of that athleticism. Now I signed with CAA Sports, uh, which is a huge agency out of co- out, when I, out of school, and so I have my perception of player agent relationship. Uh, recently, though, we've got all these HBO Hard Knocks. We've got we've got the Netflix documentary with Johnny Manziel, which is agent plays a huge role in that. A lot of people have you know their perception of dad, mom, and and all the all the underlying you know challenges within that documentary of johnny mansell i'm curious your thought as to some of the antics that went on pre-draft post-draft and and really throughout the uh time of johnny mansell what did you think that was a pretty transparent uh perspective of the agent there in that, that documentary um you know tyler somewhat uh, eric burkhardt is the agent referring to um uh, eric represents cliff kingsbury and that's how he was able to get to johnny uh, mansell and uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of Eric, I'll say that, uh, uh, from some of the stuff. But, like, for example, when Eric was firing Johnny Manziel, he put it out on Twitter as opposed to just going to talk to his client. And, you know, he puts it out on Twitter, hey, I'm not going to be able to work with Johnny Manziel anymore. And I just felt like, you know, you're making that about yourself more so than about your client. You know, if you really think you need help, go talk to him. Don't put it out publicly. Um, so, But in terms of some of the, the things he did, yeah, I think absolutely – there are some agents that go to that those links. I thought it was interesting that you know Eric is admitting to teams, hey, we're coming up with a scheme to have one of the parents go to the hospital so right. Johnny can leave the combine early and not take the drug test. Um, I thought it was it was interesting that he would reveal that. Exactly. Obviously, that that puts into question I think his character now to some of the teams. You know when he admits it. So I think that was uh, that was a little eye opening that he admitted about. It. It's absolutely true. Yeah, one hundred percent. That you know there are those type of. Uh, antics and things that go on um you know certainly i mean we've had some scenarios where we knew a guy maybe wasn't going to run as fast as the 40 so you have to kind of take a hamstring injury a little bit you know at the combine and then get back at pro day but never i've never gone to those lengths of, of telling the parents to take an injury in the hospital so that johnny menzel leaves the combine early mm-hmm. you know uh, that was that was pretty eye-opening that is absolutely bizarre Watch, watching that johnny menzel I like him now even less than I did before I watched that. If you could short a stock, that was that was one I was willing to bet against. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. You know, you know what was interesting too is there didn't seem to be much contrition in that documentary. I mean, he still didn't say, you know, I didn't feel like, hey, yeah, I could have done this better. And I didn't feel like there was a lot of that. You know, like, hey, I am who I am. It's kind of the attitude I got as opposed to, um, you know, contrition or, or anything like that. All right, back to uh, watching the Jets practice. What did you think of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball? And it seems to me everyone wants to believe that at 39 years of age, or however old he is, uh, he can't move around anymore. He's he's not going to be as elusive in the pocket and be able to create plays like he did back in his heyday of the Green Bay Packers. Did you see any of that, Chris? Did you see Rodgers maybe slowing down and maybe a little bit of uh, steam is coming off the fastball? You know, I'll tell you a couple things that, that stood out. Number one, I mean, yeah, he didn't he didn't obviously scramble around, didn't move around a ton. He did move around some. I could see kind of a Tom Brady in the pocket. Um, but, you know, didn't see him really scramble. But number two, I mean, his accuracy and, and I think the fastball is absolutely still on point. There were some throws where the defender would be all over, like, because, again, they were scrimmaging Tampa, and so they were going live, uh, you know, without tackling to the ground on the quarterback. Hold, hold on, Chris. we got one more segment with you. Drive Time Sports will continue. Presents Factor Crap each week on Morning Mayhem. Listen for your chance to play on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. 
You may have noticed spooky season is here. Stores are full of Halloween candy and costumes, and most car dealerships are putting out interest rates that would scare even Michael Myers. It's a different story at Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Right now, get brand new GMC Sierra as low as 0.9% interest. Plus, while a lot of dealerships are offering row after row of full-size trucks with a four-cylinder under the hood, Guadney Buick GMC is keeping it real with 6.2 and 5.3 equipped options. Get an additional $3,250 off full-size trucks equipped with a 5.3. Guadney is offering twice the options, twice the power, and twice the cylinders. Buying a new truck doesn't have to be scary, and shopping at Guadney never is. Guadney Buick GMC is offering new Sierras as low as 0.9%. GMC Acadia at 1.9%. $3,250 off qualified trucks equipped with a 5.3 V8. Guadney Buick GMC, Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. GMC, we are professional grade. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. On February 13, 1920, in Kansas City's Paseo YMCA, Andrew Rube Foster and seven other owners of black baseball teams across the Midwest founded the Negro National League. We are the ship, all else the sea. A quote borrowed from abolitionist Frederick Douglass was adopted as the league's slogan, and Foster served as its first president. A dizzying number of brilliant players would star for the next 30 years. A new documentary by acclaimed director Sam Pollard titled The League shines a deserved spotlight on these legendary Americans. Check it out. When you walk into Doublebees, you will be greeted with a warm welcome to Doublebees. Then you can grab a delicious corn dog and you'll think you're at the ballpark itself. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Summer's coming to an end soon, and so will the summer auto loan special from Alcoa. Hurry to take advantage of rates as low as 2.49%, up to 84 months financing, and no payments for 90 days. Can't get better than that. You can apply online at alcoacommunityfcu.org or at their branches in Benton and Sheridan. Rates like these don't come on often, so hurry and don't miss out. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union, serving Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Paris. Counties. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan here at Red River Dodge. You know, we're known for amazing deals, but this month it's going to be much better. Have you ever wanted to buy a Jeep Gladiator? Well, now's the time. Employee price and rebates, 1.9% financing, and much more on select models. Ram, $1,500 up to $13,000 off on select units. So for all your new Ram Dodge Chrysler Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Huber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. And don't forget a Red River. We deliver. God bless. Now back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat My Catfish. Now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat my catfish. Often imitated but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, Tyler Wilson, I'm Randy Rainwater. Be rejoined in a moment by our NFL agent and guru, Chris Turnage. You know, the great thing about it is 34. We're kind of counting down the days until the first game, 16. I mean, 16 days until we kick it off. The number of Traylon Burks and Brad Taylor, so forth and so on. Well, 34, that is how many stores that if you're looking for a double beast, there are 34 stores that are sprinkled throughout Arkansas. So that is the appropriate number to keep in mind as well. And then there is a, another number that I think you should be aware of. That is, sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card. You get $0.10 cents off at the pump. $0.10 cents off at the pump. There's another number, 10 And then there's additional savings about signing up for a rewards card where you can save money on purchases at all stores. And then, I guess I could go locations, but I won't do that. I won't talk about Rosebud today, but I will talk about 
Again, some of the great August specials. Rip it. I never have tried it. Got to try it. Dollar twenty-five. The thirty-two ounce Snapple, just two dollars. The two liter of Sunkist, just two forty-nine. That's savings, folks. That's savings. Some cases you could go with the number fifty, or you could go with the number one dollar. That's savings. You'll find at your local Double B's. It's where you guess it, grab it, and go. Make it Double B's. So, let's bring back Chris in. Chris, you were... I'm not not saying you were singing the praises, but I think you were giving a thumbs up from what you did see outside of being hammered into the ground uh, by the Tampa Bay uh, pressure... But it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is—he's uh, going—he's going to be able to uh, shine if he can get some help there in the Big Apple with the Jets. Yeah, I mean there were there were some throws that were just incredible. You know, Tampa Bay would be blanking them, and and Aaron would put it in the perfect spot. Uh, but I'll tell you the other thing that really jumped out that that impressed me, and, and Tyler can kind of attest to this, is he carried out every single fake, and you a lot of times don't see quarterbacks do that, but. You know, he hands off and he's faking the bootleg. And he would, Aaron rolled out, fake, carried out the fake every single time. And that really impressed me as a veteran quarterback that he's still doing that. You know, he's still um, working on those things. And uh, and so that was that was kind of cool to see. But it, it was funny because the majority of the guys on the team, every time you kind of talked about Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, he's, he's a little weird dude, man. He's a little bit, <laughs> little, little bit off. Uh, and that was kind of the, the theme when, uh, when I talked to a lot of the Jets players. Well, you see the handshake. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. It's gone on social yeah, media. Yeah, viral, on, the handshake. Yeah. But, you know, also a lot to be said about him and Zach Wilson's relationship. Uh, you know, obviously the Jets picked Zach uh, early in the draft last year. Uh, maybe the years are slipping away, but early draft pick and, and uh, franchise guy, so to speak. He comes in, there was a little tension, or maybe that was brought on by the, the media again. But seemed like they're they're getting along, and there's there's some coaching to be done uh, from Aaron to Zach. Yeah, you know, and I think, Tyler, to your point, both of them earn, earn some praise because Zach, from what I've, I've seen and heard, has handled it graciously to say, hey, Aaron is the man, you know, like I'm going to try to learn from him. And then Aaron has really stepped up, you know. Um, if you remember, obviously, the, the comment when he was in Green Bay about Jordan Love, it's not my job to mentor him, and, you know, all those things. But then he's really helped out Aaron, I mean, helped out Zach with, hey, you know, make sure you look at this, make sure you get the fake here. Um, and it was really interesting. I was standing on the sideline and actually heard Aaron kind of telling Zach, like, hey, you know, make sure you look the safety away so you can pump him here. So, again, it was, it's, it's a really cool dynamic to see, and both of them have, have accepted it, which, like you said, would be really hard for Zach draft, being drafted as a franchise guy to come in and, mm-hmm. and say that. But it, it's been uh, so far from what I've heard, it looks like it's been, it's been a good relationship. Uh, next time, be sure and get Aaron's autograph for me, okay? <laughs> I'll see what I can do, man. I'll, I'll take a, a Packers jersey there for him. The of the That's it. That'll work. Sterling, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Chris? Yes, uh, Chris. On the, I'm trying to get squeeze two in. On like Zach Martin's contract, you know, it looks like it's basically fully guaranteed for 36 million, which is about eight and a half million dollar raise from, uh, per year. But they say because he re, he's already been restructured, it counts seven hundred thousand more. His cap here is seven hundred thousand more. Uh, could you explain why why that is? Yeah. So when he restructured the first time, like you're going to have certain cap hits that go um, with with that, and so that restructure the first time. Then when he's restructuring the second time, like they have certain rules in place, certain accounting rules to where teams can't just um, always absolve themselves of some of those previous cap advantages uh, that they restructured for like in the first time. And so his is a little bit unique um, because of the way it was restructured first time or the new contract, the first new contract. And so as a result of that, it ended up, you're exactly right, I think the number was like 700000 uh, more because of that lingering um cap hit from the previous restructure so again most of the time you don't see that um because of the way it's structured but with the way his did it just felt like it's been on the way that the way there was more left over from that first one and then this this new one had to account for that and on Zeke's contract he has uh, some incentives the base salary being around being three million and, and a 
being down sun bones, but then still like over fourteen hundred yards from scrimmage, uh playing all seventeen games and playing seventy percent of the snaps offensive snaps this season. Now, all that seems very, very lofty. Uh why I mean why would you have why would a player sign incentives that that basically look unreachable? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean sometimes they're just throw ins. Like you've kind of got the deal done, and it's like, hey, if we can get it, let's Thank get you, it. Sterling. You know, and if you happen to hit, if you happen to hit it, great. The Patriots are very, very big. They tend to shy away from individual incentives, like the amount of yards, the amount of catches. They'll have some, but they don't have nearly as many as other teams. But what one of the Patriots' favorite incentives, Dietrich Wise, one of my clients, Razorback, has this to where um, if you if every game you play in, you get a certain amount. Um, so, like for him, for Dietrich, for example, he can earn. Um, up to an extra million dollars a year based on like 11000 whatever per game or, or 15000 per game, whatever it is um, that he's active on the active roster. So that they kind of head themselves against injury. And then like they have a, a if you play 50% of the staff, you know, 500000 so that's 50%, 500000 So they are very, very big on that. And that way it's like, hey, if you get hurt, if you're inactive, then that's on you. You're not making as much money as you could. So I agree with you, Stern. Some of those absolutely are, are going to be probably unattainable, you know, the yardage and whatnot. Uh, but I haven't seen his contract actually come through yet to be able to look at it. I've just seen the media reports. Um, but I suspect it's probably tiered like that to where if you play 50% of snaps, it's X, you know, 60% of X and 70% X is what, is what I suspect is based on, you know, the history that I have with, with the Patriots and from the contract standpoint. Jake, good afternoon. You have a question. You have a question or comment for Chris? Absolutely, I do. First of all, uh, Tyler, it's a pleasure to have you on the radio, sir. And uh, good to hear you. I hope to hear you soon. If I could sponsor you myself, I would. But <laughs> I'm just a lowly truck driver. So, uh, hey, Randy, you don't want to try that rip it, brother. Real quick before I get to Chris, <laughs> that rip it had the the. They had the contract with the military. They were our energy drink when we were overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan. And when you're out outside of the wire for two, three days at a time, there ain't no coffee makers out there getting a firefight. You need caffeine quick. You chose to rip it. So I'm just telling you right now, if you want your heart to explode, go for it. <laughs> Other than that, you might want to leave it alone. I'm just, they're hey, good. You got to hurry. But I'll leave you, it alone. You got to hurry. You got less okay, than 30 hey, seconds. Hey, Chris. Chris, I don't understand. I still don't understand what a franchise tag is and what that means to a player. So if you could explain that, I appreciate. It. Thank, Thank you, guys. Yeah, and hopefully, Jake, you like hearing me on the radio too. You know, you gave the excellent. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you like that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, so franchise tag it doesn't mean it's the best player. It doesn't mean it's oh, we build our franchise around it. It means hey, we can't come to a deal with this guy. And so you take the average of the top 10 salaries in that position, and that's the number. It's a mechanism for teams to be able to keep a really good player. Chris, as usual, it is a pleasure and an honor. We will talk with you next week. That is Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Tyler, are you, are you leaving or staying? I'm getting a text about dinner, but... Uh... Let me let me settle that in a minute. We know the best part of being in Arkansas is the people. That's why we believe you're not just customers. You're our friends and family. We're determined to go above and beyond to help make things a little easier. And we put in the hours every day so we can take care of our families and you can take care of yours. We are here for you, Arkansas. Come help us make it even better at